Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Thanks for listening. What is today, Ed? Uh, it is Wednesday, uh, November 16th. I usually have that in front of me, but I don't today. Yeah. I knew it was Wednesday. I didn't know. It's November what? 16th. That's the voice of Ed Vitagliano who keeps up with the what day it is for us here. And the only reason I could figure that out is because Monday was one of my sister's birthdays. Hers yeah. is always on the 14th. The other one's birthday is tomorrow which is the 17th. So I just, I figured it out. My mind and is did you just, send, did you like send Hallmark cards or oh, we don't you, send, we don't send cards anymore. What do you, I, I, I text happy birthday in the morning and then I call them at night. Oh, well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. So we talk gift cards or anything like no, that. No, 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 no. We stopped doing that a long time ago. Oh, because you were just exchanging $25. Well, well, I guess just uh, when we started having like kids and everything, it was like, I'm sorry, but I'm not sending you any money. I need it for my kids. <laughs> All right, Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. I don't live in Buffalo. <laughs> oh, oh, are they being slammed today? Steve Tiber lives up there. Steve uh, Tiber. Eight, day, eight days of hope. We better call him. But he lives there by choice. He lives there by choice. <laughs> they are expecting. I am not exaggerating. Drum roll, please. Yeah. Six feet of snow. You're lying. And how long a period? Over the next 48 hours, six feet of snow. Uh, Fred, come on, man. No. That's no. impossible. Six feet. Hey, Janice Dean, weather lady on, on Fox, she never lies. She's a good Canadian. She doesn't lie. Uh, All right. And, and she's nice. And she's nice. I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to do this right now. You, you don't believe him, do you? No, I'm texting Steve Six Tiber right now. Feet. Lake effect. That's insane. Lake effect of snow. Hold on. Well, come on, Tim. Y'all keep lake. talking. I'm texting here. <laughs> All right, lake effect. So that, I mean, that's the kind of snowstorm that could shut down, like, all of New England, too. I mean, is this going to well, sweep through, or is, oh, what do you mean well, by there, lake effect? There, lake effect, This uh, the, the uh, air comes across the warm water of the lake. It picks up that, and the air is so cold, it picks up all that moisture and then dumps it on Buffalo. Yeah. And then, and they are going to get snow across uh, other areas of upstate New York and on through to uh, the coast. But, boys, I heard that this morning. I couldn't believe. So I waited to the next forecast, six, up to six feet of snow. Now, uh, Adam, do we have our video running? For Okay. I'm, I'm well, are you going to go live cam to Buffalo? <laughs> Buffalo we're going, weather. We're going. Uh, we're going live to Buffalo. <laughs> Chris Woodward is on the ground in Buffalo. Chris, what's the weather like out there? I just text Steve Tiber. I asked him, could he come on and explain to us? <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Well, well, why he lives there? For all, for all yeah, I know, he's in Florida. Why do you live there? Yeah. No, I didn't ask him that. I didn't want to answer. Yeah, he said yes. All right. All right. We're going to do this right now. Uh. Hey, Adam, our producer, call this number. Right. Well, I can't do that. I shouldn't give his number. Yeah, you, can't here, here, right, number you got off. Steve Tiber's number? Call him right now. 
Uh, we, we, got so we want a live a live report from Steve Tiber in Buffalo. Six feet. Now, I, I'll say this. Back in 1978, I was going to Boston College. We had a huge snowstorm. That I mean, the, the, all of New England, state of emergency. I forget how many feet it was in like 48 hours. But yeah. that was only, I think that was only like three feet of snow. Oh, I know. But it shut. I mean, if you shut New England down and New York, all that, that's a lot of snow because those folks are ready for snow. Well, and the thing is, six feet in measurement, but then you add wind to that. And Can drifts, you, snow and drifts. snow drifts. Uh, this could be up to the top of houses. Oh, yes. And then what, what happens is all the snow plows, not just the snow drifts, the, all that snow gets tossed on the – and I remember in, in Boston there were cars – that were buried yes. because of the snow plows. Uh-huh. And if you didn't know exactly where your your car was, yes. you could dig mm-hmm. for hours only to get your neighbor's car out. <laughs> and then it was it's illegal to throw the snow back in the street. Yes. I mean it's just it's it becomes a real mess. Well, it's the time of the year too. Yeah. This is awful early. All right. right. We got so, Steve on. Got Steve? All right. Our meteorologist Steve Tiber joins us right now <laughs> from Buffalo, oh NY. Oh my gosh! What yeah. is what is going? All right, let me set this up for you just briefly, Steve. So we're sure. we're starting the show, and Fred uh, says um, I wouldn't want to be in Buffalo right now because they're expecting I don't know what, what you said six feet of snow. Yeah, and, and I said you're lying. <laughs> I called for, I, did, I called my brother a liar right here in front of him, and I said uh, I tell you what we'll do. I know somebody who lives in. Buffalo, New York. Steve Tiber, uh-huh. uh, our dear friend from Eight Days of Hope, and I'm going to call him see if he's there. I text him, and here you are. So tell us what is going on. You know, it's coming, brother. So unfortunately, you know, we've had a beautiful fall. The lake is 55 degrees, uh, actually 54 degrees, the warmest ever this late in the year. So it's it's literally the perfect storm. You have a cold front coming in. Tomorrow, we have been told by the officials in the city of Buffalo that we will see multiple feet in the city of Buffalo starting tomorrow afternoon. So for the next three days, just in time for a, another football game uh, Sunday between the Bills and the Browns, we are going to get a boatload of snow. And, uh, you know, here it's not like Mississippi. Nobody runs out and gets bread and milk. <laughs> uh, we're kind of used to this. We, um, yeah, but we, six, feet, you, it, six feet is dude, like, I, like the I'm, book of Revelation. <laughs> <laughs> well, people don't remember, you know, we started our rapid response division in 2018, and our first rapid response trip, Eight Days Hope has gone to 70 disasters, was to Buffalo Thanksgiving week. They got four feet of snow, so uh, maybe we'll end up repo- uh, deploying our rapid response team here because it's going <laughs> to okay. be a mess. Okay, i got to ask you. When you when you're facing whatever multiple feet, you, mm-hmm. five to six, what do you, whatever it six was, six feet they're saying. Yeah. Okay, number one, what's the point in shoveling, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, you talk about it uh, having developing a, a defeatist attitude, huh? And number and number two, the snow plows. Are they out on the road, really blowing the, the snow on the side of the road? That, that could then you could end up with like twelve feet of snow, right on the yeah, side. Yeah, huh? yeah. So yeah. I spoke to the mayor's office, spoke to the mayor's office this morning. The city of Buffalo is going to announce later today that they're going to ask every car on every side street to find a way to get off the side street. 
which is almost impossible, but many people will borrow someone's driveway and just get off the street so the plows can work. Uh, they're going to start putting salt down tomorrow morning. Uh, this is going to be a 48 event, eight hour adventure. And uh, when you live in Buffalo, it's just part of living in Buffalo. Uh, the snow's oh. coming, but not multiple feet normally, but the snow is coming. Okay. One other question. You telling me there's going to be a football game on Sat on Sunday? You That's good well, football I, weather, I, though. I I can not only pr- not, I can not only pronounce that as being true, but I'll also let you know that uh, me and my two sons and my son-in-law will be at the game as well. And uh, but I will okay. be the guy that will keep a shirt and jacket on. I'm not going to take my shirt off. I promise you. So the Buffalo Bills. That's so. That's still an outdoor stadium, then not a not a. Oh yeah. It, 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 it is. It is. You know, my son told me this morning, he said, Dad, take off your shirt and paint the 80s old logo on your chest. You're going to get so much publicity. Volunteers and donors will just blow up your website. And I did think about it for a minute, Tim. But, yeah. you know, I know you sit I, I know you sit on our board and you probably would appreciate seeing yeah. my belly uh, on, I, I, on that one. I'll, get, I'll probably get text. Look, Steve, Steve Tiber's drinking. <laughs> Steve, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to see your belly, no matter what you had painted on there. <laughs> oh, this, um, this conversation took a weird turn. Yeah, curve. it's yeah. going. It's going uh, north, real quick, <laughs> or south, I should say. All right, Steve. Well, well, uh, go, go, we'll I guess we'll see you sometime. No, we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you next July. Brother. Yeah, next Love July. Yeah. Good. All right, thanks, Steve. Appreciate it, brother. All right, guys. Thank Have you. Have a great day. Okay. You know, he was saying they're going to start putting salt down. Yeah. Now, there's another aspect of this. They put the salt down. That creates slush on the street. The snowplow comes along. You've just shoveled your driveway. Yep. And they put all of this slush into and your driveway. And it freezes. And it freezes. Yep. And so now you're not shoveling snow. You're trying to chip through about four feet of solid ice. Yeah. So in all seriousness, um, these folks, I know they're weathered and, and used to it and seasoned in terms of, you know, winter storms in Buffalo. But come on, that much snow, that's kind of shut down even Buffalo. For, well, it, for it does. Couple. And it's it's like down here in the south where, you know, yeah, we're we're used to a hot July and August. But this past summer, you know what I'm saying? You you do go beyond the normal. And, and six feet of snow, even for cities that are used to dealing with snow that still can become a statewide emergency oh, i mean yeah. because people can't they can't get out they can't you know what about ambulances you know all those kinds yeah, that, of things that, that's serious it, it complicates life to the nth degree power out all that kind of stuff and so um you know our studios here we ask them to turn the cold <laughs> air down the cold air was blowing on us right before the yeah and they did but now we got the heaters going in here <laughs> I think someone's maybe sending you a message, Tim. <laughs> well, it's getting, it was too cold, now it's too hot. Yeah. Does this mean like my, what's going on here? You know, Tim, <laughs> uh, sometimes your body changes as you get older. <laughs> okay. Are you not feeling this? I am. It's it's starting to, it's starting to get toasty. Yeah. Okay. Here, it was cold. Yeah, the oxygen level is going down very quickly. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm anyway, not sure I can we'll think we'll try anymore. Uh, we'll try to hit that. We'll try to hit that happy medium here i'm thinking about 68 would be a beautiful temperature for our studio here. that's right all right uh speaking of temperatures uh the temperature just got raised in the republican party in primary last night with uh yeah a rather subdued 
Donald Trump announcing he's running for the presidency again, right? It's, oh yeah, and it, it, it was he subdued. I didn't. I just heard a little. I didn't watch the whole thing. No, I I watched a, a good chunk of it yeah. last night. And the way I would describe it, if if folks can remember the uh, intensity of his speech, 2015, coming down the escalator, right? And people were really quite excited. His rallies were thousands, and he gave that speech over and over again. Last night, he gave that same speech, uh, and it's not just my impression, but this the energy of four or five years ago was not there. Uh, same lines, and, you know, kind of uh, putting hope out there for the future uh, that America can be great again. But it, gloriously great, gloriously great. I, I'll give you a little, uh, little sample of uh, of how the speech went last night. It's cut number one, Adam. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. America's comeback starts right now. I am running because I believe the world has not yet seen the true glory of what this nation can be. This campaign will be for you. Yeah, and, and that, that was the theme last night, that will make America great again. And we're just starting on this, this journey together. That was kind of the tone of the speech there. He gave it from uh, his, uh, I think, his resort down there in Palm Beach. That's where he was. He... You could see a crowd of about five, six people deep uh, there last night, and of course, enthusiastic. And but it it just lacks the same kind of excitement that we saw. Is this like, is this like Rocky Four? <laughs> it uh, that's a comparison. Oh well, you guys are just let's not even go there. Rocky Four is a great movie. All right, so let's. <laughs> Let's uh, let's we'll, we'll get past the Rocky thing. Listen, I, I watched uh, about the last 40 minutes. I think it was about an hour speech. Got to it late. Mm. But I watched the last 40 minutes. I thought it was low key. Um, I, so I but I wonder not low energy. Well, probably I, I, it, low key, low energy. He read off the teleprompters more than I've maybe ever seen him read. So as I have been thinking about this, I'm wondering if that was planned. The content of the speech, I liked. It, it was classic Trump. He really does seem to know what's wrong with the country. And, yes. you know, some of his ideas, you know, to solve that are, uh, I like. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm wondering if his handlers, if there's any such thing on the planet, people who can influence him to get him to go in a particular way, I wonder if this was planned. I wonder if this was tactical for them. You know, because of the past couple of days, he got a lot of criticism from people about him criticizing Ron DeSantis, mocking Glenn Youngkin's name. Um, he did not mention his rivals nope. in the speech. I wonder if this was a tactical move, <clears throat> Mr. Mr. President. You have to sound presidential. And that, and you know... It was the speech to announce that he was running. I'm wondering now if some of the rallies that he does, if he may be more energetic, less tied to the teleprompter. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we have noted on the program that he is two years older than he was when he left office in 
uh, following 2020. He's 76 and a half right. years old right now. So it, it he may wind up being less energetic. I don't know. He's, he's always struck me as kind of a force of nature because he doesn't seem to take care of himself. He, he has a... A, 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 he appears to have a terrible diet, loves Big Macs, but he's always just been a ball of energy. Four hours of sleep, he was tweeting in the middle of the night, all that kind of stuff. So maybe his genetics will come through and he'll his energy level will pick up. But I thought it was a pretty good speech that he made. Yeah, it was, it was like I say, and, and you were saying, it was classic Trump. People would agree with his goals. Right. They are the same goals as we heard in 2015, 2016, which he accomplished to to a large degree, renegotiating trade contracts with Japan, getting rid of the North American Free Trade Act, all of those sorts of things. He relived that last night in in his speech. But it is a different political climate now, too. And to that point, we mentioned this yesterday, uh, his vice president for four years, uh, Mike Pence released a book yesterday, the same day of that speech. Yep. In which, in that book, I mean, he he had praise for what Trump accomplished in those four years, but in that book, he was he Mike Pence defended his actions on January sixth, and he was critical of the president's actions on January sixth. I want to give you a little bit of this. Uh, Pence was on various shows this morning, one of them being Fox and Friends. Uh, and here, here's a little sense of how Mike Pence presented things this morning. Uh, cut number four. You know, I was always loyal to President Donald Trump. He was my president, and he was my friend. No one doubts that, by the way. When it, whenever we had disagreements over the four years, I kept them in private. Um, I, I felt that was my duty as vice president, to, to express myself to the president when we differed, but then to stand next to him uh, in thick and thin. Uh, and make it clear that I was, I was with him every step of the way. The only higher loyalty I had was to God and to the Constitution. And I made it clear to the president in the lead-up to that tragic day in January that I, uh, that I believed my oath to the Constitution that ended with a prayer, so help me God, would require me to certify the election, an election that we had lost. You had lawyers look at it, his lawyers look at it, your lawyers talked to his lawyers. You didn't feel you had any option. No, there was no option. No, no vice president in American history had ever claimed that authority. And so there you have it. So the climate is different. Yeah. The speech was the same as 15 and 16, and he accomplished much. But now the climate that he is entering his second run for the presidency is very different, even within his own party. Yeah. Now, of course, his party was not in favor of him getting the nomination initially in, yeah. uh, in, in 2015, 2016 in the run up to it. Mm-hmm. He had a huge uh, group that he had to fight his way through, kind of rocketed to the top of it with that kind of mm-hmm. bravado that he showed in you know one of the early debates where he's, you know, said, I'm going to, you know, we're going to build a wall and all those kinds of things. Um, but, uh, you know, Ron DeSantis, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, was roughly the same time was addressing, he did the keynote speech at the Republican Governors last night. Association. Yeah, their, their uh, winter meeting in Orlando. Yeah, we have a little bit of okay. his speech from last night. That's uh, cut number two. 
when you're do when you're leading when you're getting getting things done yeah you take incoming fire that's just the nature of it all that's just noise and really what matters is are you leading are you getting in front of issues uh, are you delivering results for people and are you standing up for folks and if you do that then none of that stuff matters yeah, he's responding to some criticism that yeah. uh, former President Trump has leveled at DeSantis. Now, he didn't already. call President Trump by name. I don't no. Think. no. Oh, he did not. In, in his speech, he was just no. responding as somebody asked him about it. And he got a standing ovation from the Republican Governors Association He's very popular, yeah. and he's trending ahead of Trump yes. uh, in several polls. I'm yes. talking about among Republican uh, voters, if you believe polls. Right. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just reporting the news. As yeah. a, so, so he is, um, uh, he is, he is, if he decides to run, would be the uh, chief rival of President Trump uh, in the Republican primary. It seems like it would be right from the get-go. Now, like you said, what we've heard is that Governor DeSantis won't announce whether he's running for president until May after the Florida legislature con- concludes its business for the year. Right. Uh, but it seems clear that it would be, I think it would be a two man race. It'd be between it Trump be. and DeSantis. No, you're right. It's Everybody be. else might be putting forth their pos- jockeying for position for a VP slot or some other kind of cabinet mm-hmm. position, but it would seem like it would be Trump DeSantis. I, I think from the one, get-go. Uh, one of the interesting things, if you talk about differences between now and 2015, 2016, Members of the Trump family were all in behind him and worked in the administration. Uh, but Ivanka Trump, uh, his daughter, uh, made uh, was interviewed, I think, with Fox yesterday, and she let it be known that she's through with politics. She will not be but involved. She's got small children. Yes. Or small, I think. Three, three kids. She's got three small kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got a good life. Uh, and she's got time if she wanted to go into politics later. And she did that for four years. She didn't, she, I won't blame her at all. Now there's a difference. Now, I don't know if she was signifying anything by not being at the announcement last night because mm-hmm. she wasn't right. That's correct. But her husband, Jared Kushner was. Yes. Okay. Now maybe she had to stay, stay home with the kids. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just saying, uh, her not being there to me says she's not in favor of him running. That's but, what but, I took from but, it. But but I don't want to read. You know, I don't know that for a fact. But I would think he's making a major announcement to run for president. Your dad, and you can't drive down the street to yeah. be at the podium for an hour or two. I'm yeah. sure they got nannies, right? So that just says to me, she's, where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, she doesn't want him to run, uh, or doesn't want to be involved in it at all. Yeah. You know, but but I don't blame her for not wanting to commit to some kind of a, you know, uh, all right, we're getting way, way ahead of ourselves here. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't think that President Trump can win. I'm not talking about the Republican primary, the general election. And I'm reading and hearing that, uh, you know, among, uh, I would say a majority if not 75% or more of people who say this. Here's what they say. I love President, what President Trump did when he was in office. I voted for him twice, but uh, I'm not doing it again because he can't. 
Is that President Trump interfering? <laughs> Did he order that? <laughs> they say, here's what they say, he can't win because of the baggage and because he doesn't know how to control his mouth. So love him, what he did, but own to the own to the person who can carry us into the future if you're a conservative. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Oh, uh, more than I am, hey. Let's, let's do it again. Let's go with Trump and, you know, Katie bar the door. Or Ivanka bar the door <laughs> or something, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm hearing and seeing. So I guess we'll find out. Yeah. What happens in the coming months? Uh, we might discuss this more after this time out. Stay with us. Hello, I'm Sam Rohr, president of the American Pastors Network, a growing national network of pastors committed to the authority of Scripture and preaching the whole counsel of God. We believe biblical obedience is the foundation for revival and impacting our culture for Christ is our duty. For too long, the pulpits of America have been silent on the important issues such as marriage and family and assault on our liberty. Join us in the battle for truth on Stand in the Gap weekend, Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. on American Family Radio, and visit us at AmericanPastorsNetwork.org. The changing of the guard at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier at Arlington National Cemetery. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Hey, on our spiritual heritage tours in June and September of 2023, we're going to be going to the Arlington National Cemetery. It's one of our stops, and we'll be seeing the gravesite of John F. Kennedy. We'll be going to the changing of the guard at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier that I just mentioned, which is... Just a a very patriotic place to be in those hallowed grounds of Arlington National Cemetery. So it's going to be just one of our stops and one of our days. We're going to see the Capitol building. We're going all over Washington, D.C., including Mount Vernon, George Washington's home. So if you want to go with us, then go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com. Spiritualheritagetours.com, the itinerary, the cost. The dates, everything is there. SpiritualHeritageTours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Liberty University's K-12 Online Academy is the best of a homeschool, private school, and Bible-based education all rolled into one. With LUOA, you can take charge of your child's learning environment and create a structured yet flexible schedule that works for your family. Our qualified teachers are easily accessible for guidance and support along the way. And with new classes starting every Monday, it's never too late to make a switch to LUOA. To learn more, text LUOA to 88741. That's LUOA to 88741. Roe v. Wade played a significant role in the midterm elections, and it should not have been a surprise. In August, single young women turned out in record numbers to defeat a proposed ban on abortion in Kansas. Pro-lifers refused to listen to advice from politicos who warned the timing was wrong and the ballot measure would mobilize the left. In September, Senator Lindsey Graham introduced a bill to create a federal ban on abortion at 15 weeks. Why he did so at that point, knowing Democrats would not advance the bill, is unknown. That was the last straw for many leftists who mobilized a massive get-out-the-vote campaign. All the while, Republicans and pro-lifers were telling conservatives, don't worry about it, don't worry about the backlash. And how did that work out? Gen Z voters turned out in huge numbers. At Arizona State University, the campus vote was a landslide for Democrats. If conservatives are going to win at the ballot box, you've got to play smart politics. Timing is everything. I'm Todd Starnes. 
This only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Psalm 27, verse 4. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Our email address is comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. If you want to watch this year's show, our live video streaming is available uh, for the show at streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net. Facebook Live still carries us, so you can type in today's issues and uh, watch the show, uh, listen to the show, interact there at Facebook Live. Well, the uh, House of Representatives, the United States House of Representatives, you need 218 uh, members to be considered a majority. So either the Republicans or the Democrats, right? And uh, so far, we have uh, the Republicans have 217 um, members, and the Democrats have 209. And there are nine House seats left yet to be decided, Fred. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, uh, the Republicans just need one of those nine to uh, flip the House. Everybody thinks that's going to happen. But I don't know. We've been, like, stuck on 217 for two days. Two days. What what does this mean? The nine house seats are they are they uh, too close to call? They're having to do recounts. Do you know what the what the situation is with those nine? I don't know. Maybe a couple of the districts are near Buffalo, New York, and everybody's snowed <laughs> in. Oh, right. No, it looks like all that has already been settled up in that part of the, except for Maine. Maine leans so, blue. Okay, but uh, it could come any hour, right? Where they where they go where they move the Republicans from two seventeen to two eighteen. Yeah, the the figuring, and we talked about this, NBC called it on Monday, I think it was. Yeah. They were first. Uh, just looking at the numbers, looking at the districts still to come in, uh, at least a few of them lean Republican to give them that 218. Okay. So that's why everybody well, is Pres- saying. President Trump, during his speech last night, said it's already been called for the Republicans. So there's there's different what they call decision desks yes for the media outlets so i think nbc like you said has already called it for the republicans fox has not called it yet cuz on their page it's still at 217 but president trump said it's done yeah so well i guess we'll just have to wait and see but they just need one more house seat to hit the 218 and then tim as you've described in the lead-up to the midterms, if that happens, then all the committees switch to Republican control. All the chairman positions will be Republicans. You know, <clears throat> Lauren uh, Bobart, is that the way you pronounce her last name? Bobart? Yeah. Bobart, she, she, she's the uh, uh, gunslinger yes. from, <laughs> from Colorado. Colorado, uh-huh. She has, her race has not been called yet. And that was a, I'm talking, that's a, a congressional district in, 
Colorado, right? I think it's supposed to go to a recount. Okay. But uh, my understanding is she holds a slight edge, although that the last time um, it was, uh, was yesterday that I saw yeah. any numbers. Anyway, uh, most people know who she is uh, from Colorado, but uh, uh, we'll see. She's one of the seats that are one of the nine that have yet yet to be yet to be called. All right. Well, we'll see what happens there. But everybody, it wasn't supposed to be that close. No, though, I don't think. no, no. Everybody expects the Republicans to take over the House of Representatives, and that may be today. Now, that won't officially change till January, right? Correct. Um, but I'm talking about uh, the results of the November. Uh, the the October November election season uh, will be should be known in the next couple of uh, days. You mean the uh, November December election? Yeah, or uh, yeah, I should say that November although, December election. Although day? you could uh, you could vote. I, I don't know how some of the states had fifty day early voting. Well, that's true. They were they were voting in some states very early, weeks yeah. in advance. Now, uh, do we have a guest or no? We have Abe. Abe. Okay. Abe. Abraham Hamilton III joins us now. Abe is a constitutional attorney. He's on with us most Wednesdays. He's uh, on staff here as our general counsel, and he hosts the Hamilton Corner each afternoon here on American Family Radio from 5 to 6 o'clock Central Time. Abe, good morning to you. Good morning. What do you think about the election? Just give us your overall <laughs> uh, your overall yeah, the, take. The, the, the October through December election season. <laughs> yes, it's like Christmas shopping season. <laughs> That's, which is 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 laughable that that happens. But you literally have like Pennsylvanians voting for senator uh, before the Oz Fetterman debate. You have Arizonans voting uh, in early October, but their votes can't be tabulated until a week after the election. It's just it's mind numbing. And when you have Florida that can do it in one night, Wisconsin that can do it in one night, and other states that can do it in one night, but you have states that take forever. Uh, the, the the long and short of it is, as many people said, uh, have already made this observation. There were some uh, conservatives saying there was going to be a red wave or red tsunami. And I, I, I never really bought into that, not because I didn't want it to happen, but because of math. You know, looking at the Senate map, it just mathematically didn't prove possible to have massive uh, seat flips among Democrat strongholds across the country. Uh so seeing where things are now, I did expect Republicans to do better even in the Senate than they than they did. But I didn't expect a massive uh, red tsunami in the Senate. But when you when you look at it, the math actually sets up for that to be a possibility in 2024 on the Senate side. Yeah. And it, the biggest. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's all right. Finish. Well, yeah, and what I was going to say is one of the biggest takeaways in my view is when you see how uh, Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida went from winning by less than two percent percentage points against Andrew Gillum in 2018 to winning by upwards of uh, nearly 20 percentage points and to see how him being at the top of the ticket impacted down ballot races, uh, turning Florida from perpetually purple to being blood red uh, in just a matter of four years. It seems to be a blueprint for conservatives if you govern unashamedly and with clarity and conviction as conservatives, people, yeah. the, the populace seems to respond. So when you see that set up for 2024, I mean, you see Ron DeSantis' example and with the, the table set as it is in the Senate for 2024, uh, that, that possibility exists if Republicans take Ron DeSantis' example to heart. 
Yeah, I think, though, Abe, you said Ron DeSantis has has uh, presented us with a, quote, blueprint. Uh, I think that should be changed to a red print. Uh, I see what you did there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Was, uh, see what I did there? Yeah. I, I, hey, I, I put I like it up it. on a tee. I like it. Nobody yeah. knew that I was even going to swing right there. Yeah. So I swung and I, hey, you know what? I'm known for throwing the alleys wall. for the oops. Practice makes perfect. <laughs> You're alley-ooping. All right. Yeah. So did you, I don't know if everybody realized this. But uh, the Republicans had six more, six million more votes Tuesday. Nationally, yep. yeah, nationally, or Tuesday, or during the election season, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> than Democrats did. Uh, so, and you're right, Abe. Uh, you know, every Senate, every state is different. Every Senate race is different. A lot depends on the people who are running. A lot depends on how much money they have. Uh, who, who the, what the turnout is. Uh, and, and just, you know, it's, it, you just can't make blanket. Okay. Well, uh, Biden's numbers are low. Therefore all yeah. the Democrats yeah. are going to get wiped out. That, that proved to not be true, uh, on Tuesday. Uh, and also the, uh, the house of representatives <clears throat> has been, there has been redistricting going on all over the country. Mm-hmm. And there aren't a lot of of there maybe twenty percent I'm guessing of House of Representative districts that are uh, can be flipped from red to blue or blue to red. They're pretty well fixed, okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, red or blue, do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, no, I I, I do, and it's yeah. and people may be wondering. The redistricting took place because of the 2020 census. And so every 10 years we have the census and redistricting follows. Uh, and so what we have is really pretty much the the solemnization or, or, or the concreting, if you will, of the polarization that's present where you have hard and fast Republican districts and hard and fast Democrat districts. Right. You don't have as many uh, purplish congressional districts anymore as you used to have. Hey, let's talk about this. There, There is a uh, – okay, now we have a lame duck congressional session going on, folks, in Washington, mm-hmm. D.C., uh, meaning that uh, those uh, those people who are leaving or retiring, uh, they've got a few more weeks in office, but uh, they don't have any accountability, really, to the voters because, <laughs> right. because that their destiny or their decision has already right. uh, already been taken into effect so mm-hmm. so ed what is what what is with this marriage what are they calling it well they call it it's the deceptively named respect for marriage act yeah that's what the democrats do now the republicans they can do it too sometimes right. but the democrats are masters as, at naming a, a piece of legislation uh so <laughs> that if you disagree with it you're against uh like the inflation reduction act yeah, oh you like inflation that. Yeah. So what are they, so what are they doing right now? What what's because I, we want our folks to take action, right? And this is uh, we, we want uh, since Abe's the constitutional legal expert, we want him to kind of jump in on this. But the what uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has said is that after the midterms, okay, and this is done purposefully. He he said this a couple weeks ago, or whatever. yes, well he yes he has promised that after the midterms. When some of these people who will be going out will now have cover to do whatever they want to do, uh, he wants to move quickly to force this Respect for Marriage Act, air quotes, 
through the U.S. Senate. It has already been passed in the House, and the word is that there are at least 10 Republicans in the Senate who are considering voting for this. And now I'm going to turn it over to Abe to let our listeners know why this quote-unquote Respect for Marriage Act is so dangerous and why it is important for uh, voters to contact their senators and tell them they cannot vote, vote no on this uh, Respect for Marriage Act. Uh, Abe, uh, jump in. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, these congressional regressives have witnessed Roe versus Wade filed into the dustbins of history, so they're now trying to coag- triangulate to prohibit the same thing happening to same-sex marriage. Uh, as most listeners will know, in case you don't know, uh, same-sex marriage was not made lawful by any congressional act or any state legislative act. Uh, the Obergefell Supreme Court decision uh, using, in, which is in my opinion, not only my opinion, many others, uh, a, a perversion of the 14th Amendment to find some right to same-sex marriage in the Constitution, which doesn't exist. Well, witnessing that that so-called right is only uh, a Supreme Court opinion, uh, there's a congressional act. On the on the horizon, as you rightly pointed out, that was already passed by the House with 47 Republican votes to congressionally sanction same sex marriage and thereby preventing states from defining marriage as exclusive union of one man and one woman, as well as preventing states from making inroads against uh, the Obergefell opinion. What happened with Roe versus Wade that year after year, state legislatures all across the country, primarily Republican legislatures, uh, implemented laws that cut at Roe versus Wade, which culminated in its ultimate demise. Well, Chuck Schumer and others want to keep that from happening. And there's some some rumors that the vote could be as early as today. So the, 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 the call to have you all call your senators and tell them to vote no is an imminent one. We need this to happen now. The simple reality is this. Respect for marriage it should be described as a disrespect for marriage bill uh, because it seeks to make same-sex marriage the law of the land and only exempt narrowly maybe churches and maybe some um, nonprofit organizations from being governed by it. But Christian business owners, private citizens – entrepreneurs, regular citizens would be forced by the government to embrace what the Bible says is sinful. Colleges Uh, and universities as well. Colleges and universities. Absolutely right. And the reality is, is this. Christians cannot abide any law that would compel us to sin. That's the simple reality. And this bill is promulgated just to do that, to force Christians in America, unless you happen to be employed by certain specific uh, avenues or employed by certain employers to compel you to embrace what the Lord says is abominable. Okay, so uh, Abe, now the... the Let me give the phone number? Um, well, you sure. Uh, now, they can, now they can go to afa.net and... Okay. Our action alert. Do that first. Yeah. So uh, I do have one additional question here for Abe before we do that. So when they call their senator's office, we're t- asking pe- people to call their senators to tell them do not vote in favor of the Respect for Marriage Act. What a lot of them are going to be told is there are amendments to the bill that are going to protect religious liberty. And then they're going to call us and they're going to say, <laughs> AFA lied to us because religious liberty yeah. is protected in the Respect for Marriage Act because there are amendments offered which will protect not only churches and pastors, 
but will protect Christian colleges and universities and daycare centers and businesses and will protect nonprofits like AFA. AFA, you lied to me. What is your answer to what those senators, staffers are going to tell call people when they call? Uh, it, it is going to be a name-calling exchange because that is a flat lie. The proposed changes to the bill only apply in relation to the solemnization or the celebration of a marriage. It has, it has no bearing on um, the, the legal rights, the civil rights, the constitutional rights of people who, who refuse to embrace same-sex marriage as a matter of religious conviction. Uh, in other words, the proposed amendment really only applies to to protect pastors and churches primarily. The the, the uh, assertion that it protects Christian schools and universities is not a factual assertion. That's just the bottom line. It doesn't protect Christian adoption agencies. It doesn't protect Christian nonprofit organizations uh, other than churches and pastors. And that, well, that's just the reality. And and that uh, that's not a protection because the right to exercise our religion freely isn't limited to people based on their vocation. That's a First Amendment right that applies to all Americans, regardless of where you work or for whom you work. Yeah, but your religion doesn't give you the right to be a bigot, <laughs> uh, you Christian wackos. <laughs> I, I'm just there's somebody listening to the radio right now thinking this very thing. Yeah. So how do you? Uh, so you're a Christian wacko, uh, Abe, uh, and I'm looking at three <laughs> others here, four in this room here. Uh, so how do you answer that question? How you? How, why does your religion allow you to be a bigot and uh, discriminate and uh, against uh, gay people who want to just live their lives as married couple? Go ahead. Well, nothing that I'm asserting is preventing gay people from living their lives as a so-called married couple if they want to. See, what I am so advocating called. for, <laughs> yeah, there that's right. Go. That's what I'm talking because about, you bigot. <laughs> that's ahead. fine. You can call me names all you want, but your yeah. issues with the God of the Bible, not with me. Uh, the reality is just this: I don't have any personal issue with your with your with your preferences, except uh, should you continue in living in rebellion against the high and holy God that you will face eternal damnation. And I would love the people call me bigot so much so uh, I would hate to not see them in heaven when I go there. Uh, but this law in particular is not about bigotry. It's actually targeted at people like me to compel me to embrace something as a preferred institution that violates the scripture. You know, so uh, the name calling, the invectives, the accusations of, of being bigoted, you know, that that's fine if you utilize those. But there's nothing about your preference sexually that should cause me to be forced by government to sacrifice my constitutional rights. All right. So what we are asking. So all of you who are listening are going, OK, I get it. Point me in the direction and I'm going to go to the barricades here for, uh, against this <laughs> bill. So here's what we're asking people to go to do. Go to AFA.net. And if you go to AFA.net, center stage is going to be a uh, step a, by step. A, yeah, it'll take you step by step. You will see this on our action alert right there front of the uh, the page when you when you get to AFA.net. You click through. It'll say read more. You read. You click on that. This all this information will be before you, and then you scroll to the bottom of the page. And it will say, please take five minutes and contact your U.S. Senate, senator today. Senators. If, Senate, yes, senators. So if you click on that, you will have opportunity either to call or to email them to let them know that you want them to vote no on the deceptively named Respect for Marriage Act. And as Abe said, this vote could be today. Or it could be postponed until after Thanksgiving.
but you need senators to hear, especially these Republican senators. We're not quite sure who they are, but we are being told, uh, even by members of the Senate on the Democratic side, that they have 10 Republicans so that they can overcome a filibuster. We want to make sure those Republicans understand that we do not want them voting for this bill. Thanks, Abe. Appreciate it, brother. I know Thank you're you. not a bigot. Okay, I was just, I was just <laughs> no, play, I I playing the role of the of the lefty there. Yeah, no, I, that's the God fine. I, could, I could be more. Yep. I can be more gentle if need be. But, <laughs> you know. No, that's not what people want right. to hear, no. brother. You tell it like it is. A gentle lawyer. Hmm. <laughs> I have to contemplate that one. <laughs> All right. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it, Abe. All right. Thank you. Uh, no, uh, people who are lawyers and have fans and friends and family are lawyers. I know they're. You got to be forceful. I know they're half human. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I know that. And uh, There is a human side you, to that. You them. can reach them. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I just, you got to look beyond their eyes into their soul, assuming they have one and so um oh, man. Well, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just making lawyer jokes right uh so uh, listen abe abe's a lawyer and it's a godly brother yeah right he's there. a champion um you know <clears throat> this is very important folks that you take action on this because i uh i i it, it that we don't know whether there are 10 republicans that we know there are some we don't know if there are 10 republicans I don't know how Manchin feels about this exactly. The Democrat from West Virginia. Um, But what they're trying to do, folks, here's what the Democrats are trying to do. Okay. With this, they didn't codify Roe versus Wade when they had the opportunity to the Democrats. So it was reversed in the Supreme court. We all know that with the Dobbs decision uh, announced last June, which nobody really expected to happen in our lifetimes, but it did. Okay. Now, what the Democrats want to do with, uh, there was, remember the decision called Obergefell? This is what, seven, eight years ago? 2015. Okay. In 2015, the Obergefell decision came down, and that said that there is a, a constitutional right to homosexual marriage. All right? So states, even though many states uh, passed uh, you know, laws and amendments, saying that marriage was only for a man and a woman, the Supreme Court said you cannot uh, discriminate based on somebody's sexual orientation, whether they could get married or not. I think it was 37 or 38 states had defined yeah. marriage. Even as, California at that yeah, time. Right. So, uh, theoretically, what could happen in the future would be the Supreme Court could come back and reverse itself and say, no, the state's... Uh, like they did with abortion, the states have the right to uh, regulate themselves with, with respect to marriage. And and uh, what the Democrats want to do is just what they call codify the decision, and there, therefore there would uh, never – it would be legislative and there would never be any um, attempt – there would never be any attempt for – or successful attempt for the Supreme Court to throw the issue of uh, marriage back to the states. Is that – it was a long-winded way of no. That's that. Okay. That's that's what should have happened in the Obergefell ruling. 
But what they well, what should have happened? Well, what you just said is that the Supreme Court should have, if they were following the Constitution, right. is they would say, we look at the Constitution. It does not address the issue of marriage. It's not a federal issue. Right. It is a state issue. So we therefore, without talking about whether or not we should have same-sex marriage, states decide for themselves. The states have decided. That's what we would say they should have said. That's what they should have that's said. That's what they should have said. That's what really what that's really a constitutional answer. Right. But because of the times in which we live and the momentum is with the LGBTQ uh, movement, uh, I, it was a political calculation yes. on the part of the Supreme Court, not a uh, constitutional one. Right. But that is what it is. So that's what's at stake right now. We, what we don't want to happen is for if they do do this, this codification of same-sex marriage is then – the, the fear is that, as Abe just described it, that then the federal government would use all its power and might to go after uh, everybody and anybody who didn't, uh, I guess, demonstrate that they were accepting of same-sex marriage. Well, the, the fear is that we would have to hire people here. What about a Christian school? <clears throat> Christian schools would have to uh, hire people who were in same-sex marriages. Even if they say, and you know, their Christian beliefs are that marriage is only between a man and a woman, and if you're having sexual relations outside of marriage, uh, even if you claim to be married to an, you know one man to another man, uh, even even if you say that's our belief according to the Bible, they would come after you and say Congress has passed a law, you cannot discriminate on the basis of marriage. You've got to hire them. Okay, so we got to take a stand right here. Right. Yeah. This is so what do people need to do? They need to go to AFA.net, and if you go to AFA.net, you will see center of your computer screen. It'll say action alert. We only have 24 hours before Democrats crush religious freedom. It says read more. You click on that. You follow the instructions, and you contact your senators. All right, we'll be back in five minutes with more. Um Freddie, you staying or going? No, I'm going. Chris Woodward is on his way. Okay. Well, appreciate your contributions. You bet. This hour. We'll let you talk more tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> we we kind of, Fred was held like to 100 words or less. <laughs> kind of like Twitter he reply. He was redu- reduced to being a weatherman. There. That's right. We'll have more on that story yeah, tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in five minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio or American Family.